0: Mark is back, everyone. Back from his honeymoon. Let's see that bling bling. See that ring? Uh,
1: there you go, right there.
0: <laughs> Mark is a married man. Mark, what's it like? Do you love being married?
1: Yeah, it's been two weeks. It's good. Outside of the food poison. it's been a really great experience so you far. Did. So.
0: You did get food poisoning, Mark. Tell everyone your dumb decision.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, we were eating fish and chips at the resort, and it's like there's a little bit of black in the fish. And I, I just okay. thought I it thought was some fish I didn't know. It turns out it's not ever supposed to be that way. and. I paid for about 24 to 36 hours, but it was a long 13 day honeymoon. So it was only kind of a blip on the radar and it wasn't as bad as food poisoning I have had in the past. So Did
0: y'all do any like activities at the resort, like parasailing no. or water slides or no, we
1: thought about it. We didn't really want to, I mean, we walked around a lot and we, we had a nice, so, so one of the things we had like a dinner on the beach that they set up for newlyweds.
0: That's sweet.
1: Yeah, I had, that was actually the night I had food poisoning. So I really, I had to make it out. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. And I didn't, I, I just thought I wasn't feeling good at that point. I didn't realize what it was until later.
0: But, you were uh, like, but I oh, did you. it. so
1: Yeah, that was nice. And we had, yeah, we had some cool like dinners and we got kind of this exclusive bar and club that we could only go to like executive club members. So it was really cool. To, it was really cool experience.
0: That's really sweet. Well,
1: I'm and sure. And I, I took off about 20 pounds um, before my wedding and I had to put on, at least eight. I have to imagine at least eight from the honeymoon because all you can eat and it's like all you can do is a. So now I'm back to like okay, I need to be normal again. I can't just eat like two steaks in a night and be fine. Again.
0: <laughs> and more importantly, all you can drink. I oh I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah It was just sloppy.
1: Yes. Especially yeah. No. No, no, no. It's weird. I actually didn't get intoxicated at all, but just just consistent. You know, a couple beers for about every hour for like eight hours it adds up in terms of calories
0: a steady buzz for 13 that's days. right
1: exactly exactly
0: <laughs> gosh mark hmm. went on like you went on the most like pg-rated bender i've ever heard. oh yeah
1: yeah i mean but it was a lot it was just it was a lot a lot of i mean really the food is really what got me but I'm back and I'm, I'm feeling good. I got my own little office here. So I'm, I'm excited to be, I miss decaf, so I'm excited. to. Oh yeah. To you now. have
0: a roommate now, a roommate who's not your dog.
1: I do. That's right. And I can't wait to get my dog back too, but yes, it's, yes. it's an exciting thing. And I'm excited to be back with my, my partner. I know that Justin and Stephanie tried to fill in, but obviously not successfully, but they They're made not- the effort.
0: They're You're not the them- dream team. Like we are. No, no.
1: They're, they're like, they're, they're
0: the B team. It's fine. They're the B team. It's, <laughs> it's okay. They're going to hate us for that. Um, so one good thing that happened over the last week and you flew back from your honeymoon. I was in DC last week and flew back from there and our flights made it. Whereas a lot of people in the United States uh, aren't making their flights, including a lot of people that I knew when I was in DC on that work trip, they did not make their flights back. It seems like especially always-
1: Southwest was the airline. I mean, I, I know that like I always fly Southwest, and coming back, I'm like, I was glad I was flying American because I saw like all those people. I mean, when, I, when we landed in Nashville, it was the night that everything happened. So there was like a bunch of people just laying on the ground sleeping in Nashville Damn. Airport at like midnight. I'm like, wow, this is actually bad.
0: I know I was kind of freaked out a little bit because I did not want to stay in D.C. a second longer. I got a cold while I was there. I was ready to come home and all my friends' flights kept getting canceled. So I was thankful to get home. But yeah, when I got back to Nashville, it was just people were just hanging out in that new D-terminal. And it's interesting and I'm not saying for sure. You know, I'm not going to totally buy into vaccine sick out. Maybe there were sick, maybe there were bad weather days. Maybe people actually were sick. But what I will say is that I downloaded TikTok for the sole purpose. Oh gosh, of, no, I know, I know, but I downloaded TikTok and I've been looking at just following the hashtags of like Southwest sick out and all of this stuff. And all I'm saying is, this is all I'm going to say about this. Maybe not, but all I'm going to say right now, at least, <laughs> is that. If people start mandating their employees' health choices, we're going to see a lot more shortages in the marketplace and in the in like the, any type of like what's it called like the lines of production whatever we're going to see a lot more shortages. I mean, in August you saw a huge drop off of retail employees and food service employees and health workers, and the mandates are getting started. And Mark and I are fully. Vaxed, we did it but it was a personal choice and I will say myself and I've said this a million times to Justin to Stephanie to Mark if Beacon had mandated that I made a choice about my health I would have done the same thing whether I was vaxxed or not I would have said this is not your place and so um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that and it's going to have a really negative impact on on the market what do you what do you think Mark
1: it's, it's just an interesting discussion because obviously we are, you know, free market people um, mm-hmm. and we are, you know, really, we believe businesses should be able to do what they want. If they want to mandate vaccines, mm-hmm. that should be their, They should be able to do that. But that obviously goes both ways, where if you're a free market, then if you don't want that, you're going to quit and you're going to see, you know, shortages. And, and it's weird because I don't. I don't know, I, I, I'm not as against it as you are from a private employer. I mean, it, that wouldn't really affect me. Now, if something I didn't really didn't want to do, I mean, it would affect me. But yes. I have an issue with, I really have a problem with our nurse shortage. It seems insane that we are lo- we already have a nurse shortage and we're losing, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know the number. I think I saw like 93, 94% of nurses, like mm-hmm. that's 7% of nurses that are quitting because of this vaccine mandate. Where we already have a shortage. And it seems like it's just like we're not we're not balancing things correctly. You yeah. might want them to get a vaccine, but guess what? Even without a vaccine, you much would you would much rather have them than not have
0: them. We need nurses.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And it's and it's just like this. It's I don't understand it. I get that you want to do this. And I mean, it's partially at this point, it seems like it is, of course, you know, some health and safety, but it's also a virtue signaling type thing, saying, yes. oh, we make people do this because we care about health and safety. It's like if you care about health and safety you would have the 7% more nurses that left. Like that's a real problem.
0: Right. No, I totally agree with that. And I saw on Twitter this morning that um, the Biden administration is doubling down. And it said that uh, the headline that I I just read a headline, but it said that um, they hope to have vaccine mandates for like all, you know, all large businesses implemented by the end of the year. And it just makes you wonder, you know, 2020 was kind of a, a disaster. Trying not to curse on the show is really hard. It was a disaster. And then 2021, we, we thought that things were going to kind of get back to normal with the vaccines being optional. If you want to get it, get it. And then I think that 2022, we're going to see a lot of supply lines just drying up or shortages in supply or um, in employee services because of mandates that people don't want to abide by. And it, and it sucks. It sucks for the consumers. It sucks for the producers who will not have money because they are standing on principle. It just it's just not a good plan. It's it's a really interesting hill to choose to die on, I think.
1: And I I want to say one thing too. I want to be clear. I, I think that you know individual companies should be able to, to do mandates. What the Biden administration did forcing companies to do mandates is not the same thing. Yeah. In my opinion, that is absolutely not the role of government. No matter what you think of the vaccines, that's not something the government should do. And again, I don't know the legality of it. I know that there's kind of been I've seen stuff on both sides of that. But that's a real problem for me. I think that people choosing to do that for their business, but there's going to be, I mean, you're going to see the price of things go up because that's what if you have less employees, you know, you're gonna have to pay them more. And, and it's going and you're gonna see lines go up, you're gonna see the time for anything to go up, and you're gonna see businesses just shut down. I mean, I've already seen businesses that had, and this is not necessarily vaccine mandates, but businesses that can't get the workers, so they have to cut their hours because they're like, even though we're making money, we don't have the amount of people. And of course, if you're talking about a national chain, like a grocery store, or something. I mean, there's gonna be people who don't get the vaccine mandate, and it's more than 100 people. So, mm-hmm. just to be clear, I am, you know, I was the first. I got the vaccine almost right away. I, yeah, obviously, I yeah. think it's good. I think people should get it if they choose to. If they don't want to, that's their prerogative. Yeah. Yeah. But the Biden administration doing that is just completely, in my opinion, unacceptable. And it takes away this free market system where employers should be able to mandate that the government should not. Except yes. for the government employees, because government employees are fine. that You are the employer of them. I mean, we're yeah. the employer,
0: but that's- I was, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was not clear. I think that private companies making their employees do this yeah. is like really bad policy, but it's legal and it just is what it is. I just think it's dumb. Um, the government doing it is not is dumb and it's wrong. I think it's completely wrong. So yeah. But well, what's not- gonna
1: happen? I'm already gonna predict what's gonna happen. You're gonna have a, a you know a huge issue in the U.S. economy. You're gonna have things slowing down. You're gonna have problems. And the Biden administration is gonna backtrack. But this is what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, you know what? We've pretty much got this under control now. So there's no more. There's no longer a need for a vaccine mandate. But they're gonna say that because of the economy, not because of anything else. And that you that's gonna be right. excuse to say, hey, we didn't backtrack. Things are just going well now. So that's my prediction. Let's say January of this year coming up. Maybe maybe February. That's going to be what happens.
0: And they're going to claim victory over COVID. Of
1: course. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, he's like 16 points underwater now. So I think they need a new strategy in terms of what, what President Biden's doing for his approval and so because he has been... Um, and, and to me, I it's mean, insane. We'll talk about this more later, but it's like he went down like 25 approval points in like three months. It's really hard to do that.
0: I mean, let's talk about it now. The chanting in football stadiums. <laughs> I was... Uh- shocked when I started to hear that I, I never would like it, it's it's like this unprecedented thing like people are making their disapproval known outside of just picking up the phone during dinner time and answering a pollster it is wild what's going on and right it's,
1: it, it feels like and this is like a weird way to say it, but it almost feels socially acceptable yes. to dislike Biden now where it didn't feel that way for a while and of course it doesn't mean that you should but like it felt like in the discourse oh, everyone loved him when he was elected you know his approval rating was like 10 15 points over water. Um, mm-hmm. And now I think with the thing, it's like I, a lot of it's uh, SEC football. You know what I feel about that? Hilarious that they're the ones that are that are chanting this the most, though. Um, I know it's just an interesting phenomenon. And now it finally feels like people who are, you know, people who are like, you know, what I hate Trump, so I'm I'm voting for Biden or I like Biden, and it's not acceptable to make fun of him. Or now, like, okay, he's he's awful. I I I made this mistake. <laughs> what have I, done? I Either I made a mistake, or it's at least acceptable not to like him now. Yes. And, I won't go into the political thing. I do think that as long as the Republicans don't nominate Trump in 2024, they will win. I, I think if they do nominate him, it's maybe a coin flip. He could win. <laughs> but, it, but if you have somebody who's not, you know, as polarizing, I think that it could be an easy win for the Republicans. But that's up to them. They, they,
0: I totally they, agree with that. I mean, this is this could be a layup. For yeah,
1: oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, of <laughs> course, it, and, and not our own personal opinion of, of what these people are because <laughs> like a little bit like a Rubio or a Tim Scott or somebody who doesn't bring or even I mean even to some extent, DeSantis, who's kind of like Trump without his negatives. It's uh-huh. like you probably are going to win if you do Trump. You're really putting it, to me. It's like Trump nominating Trump as a Republican is similar to like the and not policy wise, but similar to the Democrats nominating Bernie Sanders. It's like. Yeah, they got a chance to win, and they have a very passionate fan base, but what about that middle ground voted for Biden this time? I know that they don't like him, but do they hate Trump more? And like, you're really putting that up for a coin flip as opposed to being, you know what, yeah, I'm comfortable with Rubio. I'm comfortable with DeSantis because they don't have the bet. So that's interesting. We'll talk about that. We still have Three years ago until that. Yeah,
0: we have a long time talk about that. But this is the kind of crap that me and Mark love to talk about because we both came from politics. I used to work for mm-hmm. a political party. We've we've both done this a lot. And so the the strategy part of like it could be a layup for the Republicans doubt they're going to let that happen. But you also you, also need, you also need
1: somebody are. who you need somebody who Trump's avid supporters will also support because they might not support a, a, say, a Jeb Bush. So like you need to make sure you have them, but also the people in the middle. So it's just it's a it's a balancing act.
0: I'm glad it's someone else's decision and not mine. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a little, uh, a government shortcoming here in Tennessee. Mark did a really funny interview last night. It, the interview itself wasn't funny, but the topic yeah. itself to me is just like, whenever my woke friends say, well, we need to just trust the government on this. We need to let the government have more say in it. Or like what Stephanie and I were talking about last week with the government, the proposed government oversight board for Facebook. We need to let the government have more say. guys. Do these people realize what government actually does mark tell us what happened and and if you don't see the shortcomings in government here and become more wary of it then i can't help you
1: yeah okay so so it's a really interesting topic and and it was in chattanooga so um there was a chattanooga employee who basically she works with homeless people that's kind of her thing and she's she's a
0: government employee
1: yeah. She's a city auditor. Yes. Yeah. She's a, a local government employee. Um, so essentially what happened was she makes $31,000 a year. So they I think she kind of works with the homeless population. She did a reimbursement for mileage for $400. I guess I, she probably drove to, you know, Nashville or Memphis or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the reimbursement the city gave her was $44,000. Um, so they only overpaid her by, you know, 43. And I mean, it's a huge number. But it's even bigger when you think that's more than she makes in a year. She got from the mileage reimbursement.
0: I almost just spit my coffee because it's like every time I hear it, it like doesn't get old. Okay. Yeah, going.
1: yeah, it's yeah, it's like and, and so what's crazy is there's there's a number of things that are part of the story. One, <laughs> the government didn't figure it out. It, 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 the only reason they found out is because of a whistleblower seven months later. I don't know how you just you're like oh yeah that's only a million percentage higher <laughs> than what we should have paid. How does nobody under get that? And it wasn't like, you know, four cents that ended up being $400. Like it's, it's, I mean, that's a $44,000 is a lot to just miss from a budget. They didn't realize it. The woman obviously realized that she said she didn't notice it, which is insane, but she quit her job and won't pay it back.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed it either.
1: Yeah. I, I, well, and that's,
0: but it's like, Catch me in so, like-
1: and it's just weird moral like point here. And it's, I I think both sides are to blame, but it's like everyone's going to blame one side or the other. And I do think that if, as a government employee who works with homeless people, guess what? That's not some big corporation's money. That's our tax dollars.
0: I know. That's true. And so when you're keeping
1: that, it's not, you're not, it's not, you know, Apple or something paying you not realizing. I mean, they're a private company, so they would realize it, not like the government. But it's it's not something like that. It's like this is money and it's you're supposed to work with homeless people. Like that money could be going to that. And instead, you're gonna pocket and quit your job. So it's like that's a problem. But of course, the government's the one who did it, and they're the ones who didn't realize it and never would have realized it if it wasn't for a whistleblower. Basically, she probably just told her friend that happened. They're like, Oh, well, I should probably tell the government. So it's like it's all of those things combined. It's like the government's to blame. She to blame the lack of oversights to blame and my biggest issue is like well that happened you should probably go look back because how much how many other times that happened you haven't figured it out
0: mark that's literally exactly what i was going to say the first thing you said to me was and you remember i wrote that pork report entry last year and i think it was about in chattanooga they tried to install those like green friendly lights oh, and in gosh, the light, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. it and the lights went missing it's like all of these things where somewhat it someone's job is to keep track of this and they're not doing their job and the government doesn't fire people for not doing their jobs and so it's like all this tax money is just wasted and that is why we do the pork report every year which we're really excited it'll be coming out december 15th we're right on target for it but you're going to see more and more and more places where the government just abuses tax money and you know like this woman should have had a moral compass enough to not run off with $44,000. But you know, if someone handed me a check for $44,000, I can't say what I would do. I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, I, see, I, th- I think that's another Now, the thing is too, they also, usually this gets caught and for yeah. everything, I'm not a lawyer, of course, but when I've seen this in private things, like I've seen like somebody, you know, over basically give somebody a reimbursement on a bank account. And I think they pretty much always win. Like, like you're going to have to pay that money back. Yes. Um, yes. And honestly, if she really wanted to keep it, it would have been smarter not to quit your job. That only brings red flags, but fine. I know. Okay. Um, girl. It's an, it's just an interesting, it, it, and I think that she's wrong. I mean, I, I think it's pretty, to me, it's black and white. I, I no. would give the money back. Uh, I think it, she's wrong
0: it, too. I'm just saying like, if it was me and I, was handed a check for forty four thousand. Yeah. I would be like, I might could go buy some Manolos and then. Get yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah,
1: when it's tax dollars, I would not. I know, I know,
0: I know. you're right, um, you're right. But it,
1: it is a it's a real issue that the government oversight's not there, and the fact that this could just happen. It's like you see how fraud can happen, and this was I, this was not fraud. I don't think it seems like just a you know incompetence, which is normally what government does. Um but it's, it's really concerning about how easy that was and how they would have gotten away with it. And like, how much else I don't even mean in Chattanooga, like in the country, how much else incompetence is there, where you just have money going to people and, no, and nobody will ever know it's just government yeah. money where it's like, you know, $100,000 and probably 10s of millions of dollars total in the country to take every like locality uh-huh. who accidentally did something didn't check it.
0: I know. Gosh, it makes you, it really makes you wonder. I wonder if like private companies audited local governments, what they would find. Like, can you imagine?
1: Probably bad.
0: (laughs) Like no other private company is allowed to have like an internal auditor control of their stuff except the government. Like the government is the only one that they just like audit themselves. And they're like, man, it's fine. It's just insane.
1: Also, like biden wants to like look at all of our you know anything over 600 dollars in our bank account how about you do it to the government how about you you figure out their issues first before you're trying to like go and, and worry about private citizens who make like thirty thousand dollars a year
0: dude that is bonkers that the government thinks that they can look at anything over six hundred dollars in our bank account like I mean, that is
1: right but but it's i mean that's the things like it, it's crazy that they like get your own house in order like you have so many issues with like, worry about that. <laughs> yes. It's, it's crazy that this kind of thing happens all the time. But it was a great story. And basically, my quote on the story was essentially what we just said, too, Taylor. It's like, well, what are the other – what else are we missing? Like, that's a, that's a real problem.
0: Yes, it's a huge problem. So, Chattanooga's having a bad day. You know who else had a bad, a bad weekend? Me. I had a terrible weekend. And you know why? It's because Alabama came out Saturday night looking like a bunch of eighth graders and could not – freaking I, if i get started i was literally laying in my bed crying blocking people's phone numbers who were texting me about this except justin's wife kara kara if you're listening she was a sweet angel and she checked on me suzanne checked on me too but anybody- so i didn't
1: i mean you i didn't say anything bad during the game
0: you waited until Sunday morning and I woke I didn't up. Say, I didn't
1: say, no, I didn't say anything bad. I just said, I, I didn't make fun of Alabama at all. I just said, hey, on decaf, if they're in the top six, I need to go on a rant about the rankings, Not about Alabama, but about the ranking system.
0: Okay, well, I- I'm going to say what I'm going to say and then do your rant. The last time we lost to Texas A&M, we won the national championship over LSU later that year. All I'm saying is I'm holding out hope for my boys. Mark, take it away. Well, first
1: of all, um, it's not over. You, you, I mean, if Alabama wins out, they're probably in the playoff. True. So like, so, so to say that, I mean, of course there's, I would never say their seat is over. Um, my issue is partially what you just said and that the rankings do not reflect reality. It, it reflects um, the polls and what people think, te- what, you know, the pollsters think the teams that are good. It doesn't matter what the record is. So, Alabama and Ohio State have both gotten this pass where they lost to a team that's, you know, fine. And they're getting this pass as if they're still a top 16. Are they talent-wise top 16? Yes, sure they are. But that is not the same thing. It's like, if you're going to put these teams so high, even when they lose, why even do rankings? Why even play a season? You think that Ohio State and, and Alabama are top six teams. Fine. Guess what? Ohio State hasn't been a ranked team yet. They got pretty embarrassed against Oregon, and Oregon has one loss, and they're behind Ohio State for Alabama, good. Alabama has no good wins. Who have they beat? Florida. I
0: know.
1: Yeah, yeah. and them is a trash football team. It's true. They are a bad football team. Now it's one loss. I don't think you know Alabama doesn't. If Alabama wins out, I'm fine with them making the playoffs. But they should be down at 11 or 12. Ohio State should be down at probably 14 or 15. And it's not fair that these teams that Michigan is undefeated, they should be up there. Michigan State is undefeated. You, you know, I don't. It's not like I think Kentucky's good. They haven't lost yet.
0: And that was a There's huge a last week. was lost epic yet. for,
1: they, what was for Kentucky.
0: The Florida win. That was wild. I,
1: and, and partially, it's because Florida's not good, which is why Alabama right. has no good wins. And, and here's the problem, too. It, it's, everything is adjusted because people think Alabama is great. I mean, they still do. And it's like, even though they, they viewed Florida better because they played Alabama tight, right? Like, they're like, oh, so that's a great win for Kentucky. Where if Alabama's not that good, then, I know. then Florida's not good. And Kentucky's win isn't, but Kentucky is undefeated. They're an SEC team. They should be in the top six or seven right now. And they're not a top six or 17, but it's all about what you've done. And guess what? We're not always right. You know, know. like sometimes we think – like maybe Kentucky's really great. Maybe they're the best team in the SEC.
0: But we – but but the rankings will never show it. And yeah, I know and, yesterday –
1: and and, yes, and and Iowa should be the number one team in the country. They are That's not a- the best team in the country. Iowa has the best wins. Shout out to Jordan. Jordan's an Iowa Shout fan. Shout out to Jordan. Um, Iowa should be the number one team in the country now. They beat in like three top 20 teams. They're undefeated. They beat in two top 10 teams I think already – um, they're clearly not the best team in the country and they will not make the playoffs. I, I will uh, tell you that, but it doesn't yeah, matter. It's right now. They it's
0: yes. early in the season and the ranking should, I actually completely, even though this like really hurts me, I completely agree with you, Mark. I think that you should have to earn your place um, it, it, as the season goes on and Iowa, of course, will knock on down, but right now they, they have had the best. Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe they won't though. Maybe we're wrong, you know, because I am, like, if you, if you talk about common sense, it's probably like Alabama maybe loses one more game in, in the championship. Um, you know, Ohio State probably wins out, but we don't know. And, and right now, and you remember in Alabama, kind of that down year, like everyone thought they were the best team in the country. They had two losses. Then you make the playoffs. What was that, four years ago?
0: Yeah, that was um, – I remember standing at the kitchen sink washing dishes and hearing that we were in the playoffs, and I was shocked. And I was like, this feels wrong, but I'll take it. And,
1: and if I want to be honest, too, a shout-out to Suze. I mean, Arkansas, I know they have two losses, but they actually beat somebody. I mean, they went. They, they beat a Big 10 team who's decent – or Big 12 team. I'm sorry, they beat, they beat Texas, who, who's, yeah. who's a decent team. Right. So, like, I, I'd rather have these teams that have some wins. And one more team who I just want to – Wake Forest, 6-0. and They've beaten everyone in front of them. And there's, and they're in the ACC. They're not in some bad conference and they're 17th, even though they're
0: undefeated.
1: I'm just done with this. I'm done with this ranking system. I think it's garbage. I mean, I think Alabama, if I'm ranking them, I put Alabama about 13 right now. And I put not to say that, but if they went out, they'll still be in the top four. Yeah. (laughs) That's all it comes down to. It it has to matter, and the rankings they favor these big schools. It's not just the SEC; they favor big schools. Ohio State, you know, they fa- they right. favor Alabama. If Georgia loses, they'll still have Georgia in the top five. Like it's these it's these schools who they just get the preferential treatment every year. But I'm glad that we have a playoff committee, so hopefully they'll be able to fix some of these wrongs.
0: I wish, but Alabama,
1: have- I'm not I'm not down on them either. They lost this game to a bad team. Fine.
0: Yeah, I wish that football was less physically demanding, kind of like basketball, and we could have some type of thing where we played everybody, where everybody plays everybody, and we see who really is the best team. Like, that would that would be so much more fun.
1: But we still agree. There should be an eight-team playoff. Also- I- if Alabama doesn't win, you're 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 on the Cincinnati train with me, right? We're cheering for Cincinnati. no. no.
0: If, if Alabama is not in it, I am fully committed mind, body and soul to Cincinnati. Those sweet sweet boys need a break and they need to get the recognition they deserve. I am fully in on Cincinnati.
1: If we're being completely fair about the schedule, Cincinnati has won at Notre Dame, they have beaten Indiana handily. They should be the number 2 team in front of Georgia. I know Georgia's looked the most impressive, but Cincinnati has better wins than Georgia.
0: And if that's what the ranking system is about, I mean, if you're truly ranking objectively by a formula, it just drives me insane. But people
1: say, oh, would Cincinnati beat Georgia in a a one-on-one game? Maybe, pr- probably not. I mean, maybe here's, not at all, but that's not relevant to the right. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. When, when my friends said they don't like sports, it doesn't make any sense to me because with any other movie or TV show or whatever, you can look up spoilers and see what's happening. With sports, this is why we play the game. This is, we play the game because we don't know what Cincinnati would do against Georgia. We have absolutely yep. no idea. It would yep. be. Incredible to see those two teams play, and if by the second half Georgia's up forty-eight nothing, and you know whatever, then I'll I'll eat my words. But I think it would be incredible to see these two teams play because it's never happened before, and that's why we play the game, people.
1: Well, tell me if I'm wrong, but but let's remember what happened last year. Cincinnati played Georgia in a bowl game. Cincinnati was up for ninety-nine percent of the game, and Georgia (laughs) took a a sixty-yard field goal to win the game. So, like, let's not act like they're this. Don't count them out. No, I mean, yeah, Since Cincinnati outplayed them for, you know, three quarters last year. I know. Uh, and I brought everyone back, and Georgia's obviously a very good team, but I'm just it, – it's a rankings thing, and I'm done with it, and I'm not here to trash Alabama. I'm not even here to trash the SEC. I'm, I'm here to trash the people who do these polls and put these polls together. Guess what? I also – Ole Miss I'm, – I'm done with Ole Miss, too. Ole Miss is not a good football team. No. They have a good quarterback. They don't stop anybody.
0: <laughs> no. they. Why are, number- and they have
1: a loss, and Alabama embarrassed them. Why are they number thirteen?
0: I know, I know. Ole Miss should be out of it completely. Gosh, Lane Kiffin, Joey Freshwater. If you don't know the legend of Joey Freshwater, look it up. <laughs> but uh, Joey Freshwater uh, in his interview before, he's like, get your popcorn. This is going to be a good game. Like, okay, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. he, we sent him I out mean, of Tuscaloosa with the scale between his legs.
1: I don't think Ole Miss is even like – I don't think a team's even had a third down against them all year. I feel like they're just – everyone's scoring so quick on them. They don't even have a third down. I know. But, I, mean, the fact that they, I mean, the fact that they're 13 boggles my mind.
0: I know, absolutely. They should be they should be out of it completely. They shouldn't even have. Also,
1: Auburn sucks, so we can all agree on that before we leave. And we're very happy that. If you want to, Penn State beat Auburn. I mean, that's another and that's a win, but you know, it doesn't matter.
0: I know it was a beautiful win though. Um, I, any any day that Auburn loses, you know, is a good day. It's a really good day for me. Um, so last oh, time real quick,
1: Tennessee beats Ole Miss this weekend by I say all, I, I say they win easily.
0: Mark, nothing would thrill me more. I used to hate Tennessee the most, but I think that Lane Kiffin, I hate Lane Kiffin so much that he has just ruined Ole Miss for me. I used, to be, been, like, I used to be like I used to be like first, Reb second, Georgia Bulldogs third. I still I still can get on board with Georgia. Like I would still cheer for them if they're not yeah. playing us. But man, the fact uh, that they that Ole Miss is associated with Lane Kiffin, I'm like get out of here.
1: Well, this is you know I'm not an SEC fan. You know I'm not a Tennessee fan, but I am. I like this Tennessee team more than I have in the past. I think Ole Miss is so overblown. I'm saying 49-28 Tennessee this weekend. despite I think Ole Miss is favorite. I think Tennessee blows them out.
0: Let's go. And I also feel really sorry for poor Mississippi State because Alabama is going to come into that game with a vengeance because we are pissed off about that loss last week. And,
1: and they've already lost to a Tennessee team because they lost to Memphis, who is two and four, um, and, that, and, that's, and and that's, somehow that's a good loss. Also, Texas a and lost at home against Mississippi State, and somehow that makes uh, – I'm annoyed. Texas A&M also shouldn't be ranked. I don't care if they won that game. They have two awful losses, and they have two barely there wins against teams that are like 0 and 6. I, I, I'm not – I'm fine with –
0: Can you tell that me and Mark love strategy and we love talking about sports? Because our last topic is about to be sports also, because, you know, we usually do a fun topic, but my Bravos – one last night in a, which, which is
1: braves for normal people.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> braves for normal people. But, um, it was, it's really cool to see. I, I can't say most of my life because in my younger days when coach Bobby Cox was, was managing the team, we were we were incredible we were great chipper jones third baseman best you know i i always number 10 is my guy always has been but for a while there we were crappy we were totally stinky and now it's been really fun as an adult when i can when i like have money and can pay to go to games like last year justin and kara and i went to texas to see them play um we're back in the national league championship series again and will we be playing the dodgers again like we did last year we don't know it could be the giants mark tell us tell us why you want uh, you want San Francisco to take it?
1: So, obviously, betting's legal here. And before the season, um, I actually didn't even spend a dollar. I did – I guess it was three uh, free $10 bets on the Giants to win the World Series. Um, and I win $2,400 if they do that. Uh, they were – they were huge, huge underdogs. I like their team. I asked, I bet them to win the NL West, which they did beat the Dodgers after that. So I already won a lot of money on them, but as much as I love this brave story and I also picked the Braves to win, to win the NL East, which they did when they were big underdogs, They were five or six yes. games back, but um, Gosh, we I want the, day. I want the giants to win for a lot of reasons. I love that team. And it's just, it, it's, if you know, you want to talk about the ultimate underdog team, they were supposed to win 70 games this year um, and they won 105. They're the first team in history to win over 30 games more than projected. Um, it's just a great story. And they just have a bunch of guys who are old, you know, who either you know they're the oldest team in baseball by a lot, but they're guys who weren't good. Kevin Gausman was on like eight, nine different teams, and he's a Cy Young finalist at 34 for the first time ever. That's amazing. Like it's these guys who you just want to cheer for, and I'm good with the Braves. Um, I think the Braves story is pretty incredible because they lost their best player. I mean, Acuna is by far the best player and they made a bunch of pickups up to the trade deadline which I told Justin about and you'll have to ask him I said like those were some like you might not think it's a big deal but like Rosario is a big deal you know Adam Duvall is a huge deal I, I knew that was going to be a good thing Jorge Soler has been awesome so I like the Braves too I wish that they were in different conferences I'm done with DAL don't care about the Red Sox don't care about the Astros like I wish you could be Braves Giants in the in the championship
0: I know, and if you know, if the Dodgers not, win,
1: though, I am all, I'm all in on the Braves. I'll, I'll wear Braves stuff. I hate the Dodgers, and I I want if the Dodgers lose, or Dodgers win. I want the Braves to win it all.
0: Well, I will always cheer for our league, and so if if the Giants beat us, then I'm fully fully in for them. But um, until until then, and I and I'm hoping that. Sorry about your bank account, but I'm hoping that the Braves can take it all the way this year. But um, it, it would be incredible to see the Braves at least just play in the World Series. You know, winning the World Series is huge, but just seeing the Braves having a team that I love play in the World Series would be incredible.
1: And they've really, I mean, let's give the Braves some credit. They've really overcome adversity. I think at, yes. the, at, the, at the all-star game, they were five or six games down before the Mets imploded and the Phillies imploded. Like they were down, they had just lost their MVP candidate. I mean, could is one of the top man. five players in the league.
0: The injuries um, this year has just their, been. Their best
1: pitcher is a 35 year old Charlie Morton. Like, but, but they, they have overcome adversity too. And they've done a great job. And, you know, it's like, they do, it seems like every time you watch the Braves, they, they just do enough to win. It's like, they, they won't wow you. They're not going to do anything, but like, They'll have, they'll have Max free will go seven innings when they need him to When you know, when he gives up six runs early, the offense picks up, like they just, they, they're a good team and they do what it needs to take to win. And, they dispute a really good Milwaukee team that is two Cy Young candidates. So, I mean – they, they, and, of course, they can score many runs, but their pitchers did it. That's the point.
0: I know. It's it's really fun to watch this team play because they do play like a team where there are shortcomings people fill in. And I and think that, – that's, that's
1: why the Braves Giants need to play because those are two teams that do that. The Dodgers are just a bunch of individual talent who, like, yeah. they put this team together. It's, like, basically this perfect team on paper. But they're not a team. They're just a bunch of all-stars all playing together. Right. I mean,
0: and, I mean, we love –
1: I think the Dodgers' ninth best player gets paid more than the Giants' best player. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they have all stars everywhere. I mean, they just trade for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Like, like the Giants are the Giants. This is a fun fact. They don't have a guy who's hit over twenty-seven home runs this year but they lead the league in home runs because everyone on their team does it. It's like, it's a team effort. And like Brandon Bell is their leading home run guy. He's like 50th overall.
0: That's that's pretty cool. I will say that. And we love, you know, for the Dodgers, we love our guy Mookie. He's a Nash. He was born in Nashville. Mookie Betts. He's from, he's from here. Like we I like know. him. We I'm don't not, like I'm the Dodgers. Sure.
1: I'm not cheering sure for any Dodgers like any Dodgers. He's like a
0: hometown guy.
1: They're trying to, they're trying to buy a championship. One shout out to one cool thing for Suzanne is Juan Soto, who is the best player in, on the nationals. He's, Neck and neck with Bryce Harper for MVP in the National League this year, but he came to Game One of the Dodgers because he was, he got traded from the uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer got traded from the the Nationals to the Dodgers this year, two of the no, best players.
0: I, and he wore Turner jersey Bryce. and
1: cheered for those guys, and it was it was a cute thing that he like supported his old teammates.
0: It is cute. Every time you say Bryce Harper, though, I think about Suzanne because she hates him so much.
1: Yes, well, he wasn't. Yeah, not not cheering for not cheering for him, but yeah, but I mean, he, it's like, just hearing like, his
0: name, I have like a trauma response. I'm like, Suzanne Gnade.
1: <laughs> it is funny too. I guess has, so. The two MVP candidates in the National League are Bryce Harper, former Nat, versus. Juan Soto current net, So hopefully that, hopefully Juan Soto wins.
0: Yeah, we can only hope for that. Suzanne, we, we only, we only send uh, bad wishes toward, toward Bryce Harper on yeah, behalf yeah. of Suzanne. Um, but yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun little road ahead to watch the Braves. I'll probably wear this brave shirt or a different brave shirt every single uh, week on decaf until until it's over but i if I'm the really-
1: Dodgers win tonight I'll see if I can buy a Braves t-shirt to wear I can't I'll I have to cheer, I have to cheer for the Giants but I will cheer for the Braves against any other opponent
0: no I mean last night I was stress eating shredded cheese straight out of the bag standing in front of the fridge watching the game because I wanted the Braves to win. Isn't it so much
1: different than normal? Maybe not stress eating, but just, just, just shredded but cheese is so good.
0: Me eating shredded cheese out of the bag is normal. Me <laughs> eating shredded cheese at the pace that I was eating it was definitely stress eating because eating I it, did I, not – because if a series gets tied that's when I start to absolutely freak out like I spiral and so I needed us to win last night now I don't care so much about the the Giants and the Brave. I mean the Giants and the Dodgers tonight but I will be watching and I will be cheering for the Giants even though I would love it if you would jump on the Braves bandwagon for the championship series it's a
1: fun thing I saw the odds so the the Braves would be about plus 200 to beat the the Dodgers which is like not a great chance Giants they're only like plus 130 so they think they have a way better chance against the Giants too so like cheer for the Giants we can have a fun series, and it
0: would and be I sweat. won't rub it in either.
1: Yeah, and. and- and if they, the thing is, if the Braves lose to the Giants and the Giants lose in the World Series, I'll be even more mad. So I need, yes. I need them to go all the way through.
0: Yeah, we need, we need some. Uh, we need, we need everybody to pull their weight and make Mark's, Mark's bets worthwhile. Is this turning into a sports podcast and not a politics podcast? This one, I mean,
1: come on, it's, it's college football. I've not been here for three weeks. It's the playoffs. I mean, it has to get it, it all time. out.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some political things next week. More, I mean, maybe, probably not. We'll probably still talk about sports. <laughs> the Dream Team is back, and we need to drink beer and talk about sports that's just kind of our lives um mark uh congratulations on bagging the cutest sweetest bride in the entire world um she is the best she's way out of your league and uh now you're back and we will we'll see everyone next week for more sports talk and a little bit of politics on the side (laughs) see you guys